Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Miss Reason Show. I'm your host, Miss Reason, and we have just Jay. Hey, Jay. Hey, lady. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay, girl. My back is hurting. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm feeling old today. I'm <laughs> feeling old today. <laughs> yeah, just today, girl. I was okay yesterday. Uh, well, I hope You're breaking up, I can't hear you Marie Okay, well, we can't hear you, um, Marie In the meantime, we have a great show going on um, We have an author, Miss Nisha Brown and um, I'm very excited to speak with her about her um, currently release, released books, her upcoming releases, any events she has going on. We're going to get all the tea um, on today's show. Are you there, Marie? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Okay. So has Nisha called in yet? Yes. Uh, let me make sure this is her. Hello, Nisha, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Top of the day, everyone. Hello, how are you? Good, good. How's you guys' day coming along? It's coming. I'm a little tired today, but it's, you know, it's coming. How's your day coming? It's good. It's even better now that I'm off work. Yeah, you, you, um, I think she's, she's, uh, three hours behind us, Marie. Her time. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, um, nine here. Right. Yeah, that's why you guys are tired because it's nine o'clock there. So I can't wait to get all the tea on, you know, your books and everything. So okay, let's start. Um, tell us about yourself. How did you um start writing? And um. You know, tell us a little bit about the type of author you are as well before we get into your book specifically. Yes, absolutely. So basically I'm an urban author. So I started writing up. I've been writing for a very long time since I was like in elementary school, but I wanted to start it. I started wanting to do it as a passion because I ended up, you know, getting into some trouble in my teenage years and I went to juvenile hall and stuff like that. So that's when I really started writing a lot. So it was actually a hobby, but then when I kind of got grown, I wanted to do it, you know, as a full-time passion. But, you know, I went through a lot of struggles and hardships along the way that caused me to kind of, you know, pause my writing for a minute, like homelessness and stuff like that and having my kids. So, you know, it it means a lot to me. Like, I consider myself to be inspirational, um, you know, and I also like to promote self-esteem and to promote, you know, just in women that we can do things that, you know, Basically, um, extraordinary things. Basically, that's what I like to promote a lot in my writing. Okay, I believe mm-hmm. I was um, at one of I participated in one of your book um, discussions in a group, and you're the self-esteem queen, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Correct, the queen of esteem. Okay, there we go. Okay. So, okay, so how many books do you have published? Right now, I only have one. Uh, my, my first book got published last year in August. Okay. So how, um, were you signed to a company? Are you indie? 
right now I'm indie. I've, I'm not signed to a company at all. Uh, it took me almost like five years to write that book, so I kind of just kind of went, you know, a rogue and just kind of published that one myself. But I hope to get signed. You know, my overall goal is Simon & Schuster. Okay, well, just so you know, I'm a publisher, hint, hint. Anyway, <laughs> um, okay, so... <laughs> you know, you know, I had to drop that in there, sis. But, um, right. <laughs> and I am accepting um, submissions, but um, you know, today is about you, girl. So tell us about your first book. What's the name? Um, you said it just came out last August. Yes, August of 2016. It's called Miss Carmel. Okay, and what is it about? So Miss Carmel is about a mixed girl who is struggling with kind of living in the hood and trying to kind of fit into the hood life. And she's trying to fall into the stereotypical, like, black, you know, woman crowd, basically. So basically she gets made fun of a lot because she's not the typical, like, black woman, like, quotation marks, stereotypical. And so she goes through all these adventures while trying to find herself, and she goes through all this low self-esteem. And throughout the book she has to realize that she has to love herself before somebody else can love her, you know. And she's affected all these expectations out of people. And of course, she's a mom, so she struggles through that. You know, she's a stripper, and she struggles with that. So it's it's really, um, you know, I think it's an inspirational book, but it teaches a lot about self-esteem and how it can destroy you if you don't have it. Okay. That's a good message. That's a good message. And I know, you know, there there are a lot of, um, you know, mixed-race children and, and people out there, so... I think this will be, you know, a good message to pass on. But any female, period, you know, um, as as women of color, we struggle with our identity regardless of race. Really, you know, if you're a dark skinned black girl, you have you have your your certain, you know, hang you know hang ups, and if you're a light skinned black girl, you have your certain hang ups, and you know, um, even Hispanic girls, you know, we all have our certain things that that get to us. So, you know, this might be a good message for any woman, you know, and then we all have those mother struggles and, you know, trying to figure out what you want to do with your life and, you know, where where you fit in, not just, you know, social-wise, but, you know, as a person. Absolutely, and then you find yourself maybe dating people that may not be worth your time or don't have your best interest in heart, you know, and, and those, those are things if you don't have, like, high self-esteem, you won't recognize these things, so it's kind of something you have to, like, learn throughout life. Well, you know, in the beginning, I think a lot of us really don't know what's best for us. So how can we expect, you know, to choose people that know what's best for us? Because, you know, we don't know when they're when they're choosing what's not best for us. A lot of times we, we just put our hopes in these, you know, in this person to love us. And, you know, Marie, we talk about this, you know, we talk about that a lot. As far as, right. you know, women are concerned, we put our hopes into this into this man or, you know, for lesbian, this this person to make us whole and to, to you know, once I find this person and we fall in love, everything's going to be fine. And, you know, we, we you know, we try to take the pressure off ourselves to be whole before we get into the relationship. Right. Right. And that's just, you're setting yourself up for disaster. You know, I had to learn that the hard way many a times myself. So, you know, I'm really proud of kind of where I came from, and I'm kind of glad for, you know, the bad, you know, experiences that I went through because I feel like I came out of it so much stronger
you know, what is important to you? What marketing strategy is important to you? You know, uh, well, for, for us, for those of us that don't have an actual, you know, company, my first few books were, you know, were just me. And, um, you know, I struggled a lot. I'm still struggling somewhat trying to, you know, figure out the marketing. I'm, I'm you know, I know certain things that work now, but it was, it took me three years to figure those things out. Absolutely, yeah, and it's, as a new author, it, it's crazy, you're probably going to laugh because, like, last year when I first put my book out, I had this hope, I was like, okay, well, I put this book up and people are going to going to buy it. I had no idea what I was doing, and I actually ended up hiring a really great literary mentor, um, her name is Dominique Watson, and she really, you know, helped me I out. I love with her. Learning. Yeah, she's awesome. And she was the one that told taught me, like, no, like, you need to promote, promote, promote. Like, your book always has to be in front of somebody. So, like, I'm going to local libraries, and I'm constantly promoting on all my social media and just keeping my book in front of someone's faces. And when I first got published, I had no idea I was supposed to do that. I kind of thought it was like a grocery store where you, like, like people, like, kind of scroll through Amazon. And they're like, oh, I want that book. Well, I'm just going to buy this, you know? So I didn't right. know. Right. Yeah, so now I'm like, all kinds of things, you know. So I suggest, like, for any new author, you know, because we're not going to know what we're doing. Definitely, like, hire a literary mentor or somebody that can kind of help you, you know, because it's, it's kind of hard. Right. Right. It is. It is. And, you know, um, I, I – my authors that I find, I like to tell them that, you know, you don't want to only be online promoting. You want to also do hands-on because I found that hands-on – was the was the way that worked best you know you handing your your cards out with your cover on it you you know you putting your cards in mailboxes or or uh windshields and you'd be surprised at how you know before you know it people are sharing it and you know there's posts about it people are buying the books and stuff like that you know um you don't want to limit yourself either yeah absolutely absolutely and you know i've been you know, try to do a lot of that stuff, and like I, was, I think I'll tell you because I work like full time too. So it's like this is a full time job, and that's a full time. So I've been just really trying to get my name out there. That's the main thing I'm working on right now. Okay, so what is most important to you in the literary world as a writer? It, you know, um, you know, we all have our own voice as a writer. We have messages we want to put out there. You know, um, you know, some people. The goal is to be, you know, more famous like some of the, you know, the legends in writing or Zane or, you know what I'm saying, Eric Jerome. So what what is your goal as a writer? Absolutely. Well, my, my, my idol is Zane, actually. So it's funny that you mentioned her name. So I actually, I would love to be, you know, on her level. I want to be, like I said, I want to be signed to Simon & Schuster. And my ultimate goal is to become a, a New York Times bestselling author, you know. And so I'm just going to keep trying to, you know, perfect my writing to where I can get to kind of where I need to be. But that's, you know, that's really important to me. You know, and I definitely, you know, want to be in those categories. I've been reading since I was, like, a teenager. So I was, like, I would love to even maybe do a collaboration one day with Zane. You know what I mean? It would be great to have my name, like, in the subtitle. Right. Okay. And, you know, um, I, I, I read a good number of Zane's books and Eric Jerome Dickey and, you know, Elin Harris. And, um, girl, I don't even try. I, I think it's a lot of pressure, especially as a first-time writer, to to have that as a goal. That's a big shoe to fill, you know, for you know, for Zane. But one thing, you know, I I will say that she did a lot 
of branding and marketing because nobody knew her face, but they knew her name for years, for years. You, you know, no, some people didn't even know if she was a man or a woman for a long time, you know, but you knew her name. And, and, and that's, that would be my goal as far as, you know, marketing, to be on that level marketing, you know, that way you can get your voice out there and people will know, okay, Nisha Brown, I know her, and they don't have to even know what you look like, but they know, you're, they know yeah, she's a writer, I need to get that book, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So what are some of you, so far, what have been some of your um, obstacles, biggest obstacles being an indie writer? Uh, well, I would definitely say, because it took me five years to write my first book because I was I was homeless, you know, living in my car. And so it seems like I always, like, have some kind of obstacle with that. Um, but when I was homeless, I didn't have a computer. I didn't have a computer at all. So I would have to go to, like, the 99 cent store and get, like, notebooks. And I would mm-hmm. write down, I would write in my notebooks and stuff like that. And so I was in a great program called Women's Empowerment. So when I finally got an apartment, they donated me one of their old computers because they knew that I liked to write. So I would tra- I transferred everything from my notebook onto, you know, the computer. So that was an obstacle because that's why it took me so long to write my first book because I was so stressed out about trying to get a job and trying to find an apartment and stuff like that for my kids that I really didn't focus as much on writing as I should have. Well, now, I mean, you did you did what you should have did. You know, you did what you should have done. But um, this, that sounds like a beautiful group, um, Women's Empowerment. Does it still exist? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's up here in Sacramento. It's on 8th Street downtown. So, uh, you know, if anybody's in California and they need, you know, their services, they're a really good, supportive group. I graduated their program and everything. Okay. Okay. And, you know, that might that, that might be something you want to promote, too, because you never know, as, as a graduate, they might want to sponsor your books. You know what I'm saying? Being that you have such a, a powerful message as far as self-esteem and things like that, you you know, you, you might want to see if they would want to sponsor you. And, and, you know, you could put their logo on the back of your book or, you know, like, like add, you know, add what they did into your story. You know, not the, the story you're writing, but your story because they're a part of your story, your life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because they, I mean, they were a big help to me. Okay. Marie, do they have anything like that um, in Michigan? Um, yes, there's a lot of different programs here. And I'm sorry, what is that called? Okay. She, said, she said it's called um, Women Empowerment. Oh, so there's a Women's Empowerment uh, in Michigan? No, I'm going to look that up. I'm not sure if it's called Women Empowerment or not. Oh, well, yeah. I know in, in um, New Jersey they had... Um, I, I, I can't I can't remember the name, but it was such a great program where you know they 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 help them get shelter, they help them find work, they help them find um you know place to live, and they they were um, domestic violence advocates as well. Oh yeah, that's the same thing it was the poverty was. Yeah, so it sounds like right. the same thing is probably just called something different. Right, right. It's probably called. I, I know it's called something different. I, I can't remember the name of it, but I know that you know they, you know it was a it was a major thing there, and you know they they went as far as to even you know give the girls clothes to go on interviews and things like that. So that's you know oh, that's yeah, a really that's good program. Have you ladies ever yeah, caused anything like that? I didn't hear you. 
I actually um, volunteered at the program in New Jersey before because I want um, my major is going to be um, human services. And I'm believing, like, that's what I want to do. I may want to actually even go as far as to start a, um, a nonprofit myself. But um, oh, I did that in New Jersey. And then I also, in Orlando, um, I worked with United Way, which is, you know, it's a, it's a major um, program that is um, more, more nationwide. But, um, you know, they have, you know, more, a, more, a bigger variety of programs. So, you know, they had like a suicide hotline and, you know, um, they helped with uh, utilities and rent. And, you know, then they also had a program. And it, I don't even remember the name because, you know, they have acronyms. So it's like some letters and stuff. But, um, you know, they, they did the same thing. You know, you would, they would help rescue you from domestic violence situations. Yeah, see, that's good. I think, you know, definitely every city needs a program like that. Because there's so many, like, women going through so many different things. You know, we need a program like that, like in every city. That's very true. Right, I agree. That's very true. So, I mean, um, being that, you know, that's such a big part of your story, um, have you thought about, you know, doing an event with with that program? You know what, I about it. I do, um, you know, I try to go in there like once a week, kind of just visit everyone, but I haven't actually put together an actual event. That's something I that, feel you know, like, you know, especially being a graduate of their program, it's kind of like you're an alumni, something like that. And, you know, they would, they would want it back, especially because, you, you know, you have the self-esteem backstory, and that would be something good for the women that are currently in their program, you know? Absolutely. So they might and even go as far as to let you come and speak to the women there already. Oh, yeah. You know, that's really that you said that because I'm definitely, that's why I can start doing public speaking and stuff like that. I would love that. Right. Right. And, you know, that's another, you know, it's not just another marketing strategy. It's something that, you know, you're giving back as well. And that's that's part of, you know, who you are. <laughs> But um, so you do you have any um upcoming releases? Yes, I do. I have a um August twenty first. My release, Confessions of a Call Center Victim, will be coming out. Okay. So what is so what is this one about? So this one is basically it's it's instead of focusing on one character, it's going to focus on four different characters, and it's all about these women that work in a call center and how there's one specific girl that really beautiful. They're all jealous of her. They want to bring her down. Uh, but, you know, secretly, a lot of them act like they're her friends, but they're really not. You know what I mean? They're really jealous. And in the meantime, they have things going on in their lives, like no good baby daddy, no good husband. And they're all kind of trying to get to the top at this call center. So this one is kind of more a little bit, I want to say, more twisted and dark than my last one. And I kind of put more twists and turns and suspense in it. So this one is actually going to be a series. So Miss Carmen was a standalone. This one's going to be, I'm probably going to do maybe a three-part series, maybe longer than that. I don't know. It depends on, you know, how many ideas I come up with. Okay. So, th you know, that's good. You got some worlds come going on for your second book. Um, how did you come up with the, how do you come up with your characters, not just for the new book, but for, for the first book as well? So basically, 
my characters, you know, I just, um, you know, it's kind of weird. They just kind of come to me. It may be based on somebody that's around me or something that they did. And I'm like, huh, maybe I could make that as a character in my book, you know? Um, it, it's funny because it's just like I kind of just come up with the characters out of my own brainwaves. So or it could be somebody that maybe I know, but then they have the characteristics of somebody else, you know? Mm-hmm. So I kind of just just based on, you know, just things that may have happened to me in my life. Okay, so you um, do you feel like you you can relate to? Because you know um, maybe it was just one main character in your first book, but you said there's more in this one. Do you feel like there's a a, a piece of you or or something that you can directly relate to in all of your characters in the new book, or is there oh, one yeah, in absolutely. particular? I would say there's one in particular. The, the main character, um, her name is Zayma, and I feel like I relate really closely to her. You know what I mean? So. When you read the book, and the people that actually, like, know me and stuff like that, they're going to be like, oh, that's just like her it's a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can definitely say in my new book that, like, the main character, even though it's all about, you know, the four women, but the actual main, main character, I, I would say, definitely say I took a lot of my characteristics and put it in her. So I really enjoyed writing about her. Okay. <clears throat> so I, I definitely have to get your first book and read it so I can do some, you know, reviews because I, I haven't read um, your book. But, um, so you you write urban, you write specifically urban fiction. Do you see yourself doing any other genre? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I kind of, I think I would try my hand at murder mystery writing. Um, and I also have you know, I'm a big Stephanie Meyer fan. So I don't know if you guys like Twilight. I'm like a Twilight. You know, I'm like a, you, I'm like a teenage girl when it comes to so I'm like, I would love, I think that's genius, and I would love to write, like, a vampire series, but for some reason, it's like my brain is, just won't, like, do it. Like, I can read, read about it, watch it, but I can't, you know, I don't think I'll be genius enough to come up with a good vampire story, but I would love to. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, I think that um, with maybe with your next story, you know, you, you'll expand because you're always growing. With every book, you grow as an author. You know, and and you you figure out different um, things that you want to do, because I've written um, all types of genres, and um, Marie and I actually just put out um, her first book. We um, we col- we collaborated on it's my ninth, but it's her first, and she does oh. urban Christian, um, but you know she she also does nonfiction. So, I, you know, you don't want to, I guess, box yourself in. So you you know maybe start doing start by doing a short story, and you know it'll help you practice. I know a lot of of uh, the groups do short story days where you can you know just put post up stories that you wrote, you know, just for practice. Uh-huh. Well, congratulations, Marie. That's great. That's awesome. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's crazy because. I have a hard time writing short stories because I'm so long-winded. So it's like I remember a long time ago I tried to enter these short story contests, and they were like, okay, well, the short story has to be 250 words. And I found myself, like, writing, and I'm like, how am I going to write 250 words? So I had to cut a whole bunch of stuff out. And I'm like, okay, at this point the story don't even make sense anymore. <laughs> but, yeah. Right. I definitely want to try my hand at that. But I'm just so long-winded when it comes to, like, trying to write a short story. My short stories are not long stories. 
Well, you know, that's, that's something that, you, that will come with practice, you know, yeah. and it'll help you um, get better with details as well. You know, with, oh, yeah. with um, because with this story, I actually am more of an erotica writer. And then with this story Marie and I did together, it's actually going to be a series. We're going to start working on part two really soon. But um, we had to, it's Christian, so there's no sex, no actual sex scenes, and very little, if any, cursing. So we had to describe sex scenes without actually describing sex scenes. And I feel like, you know, it, it, it helps me grow as far as being a descriptive writer because, you know, imagine you're, you're telling a story where this man is sleeping with quite a few people. And and you don't want to just say, oh, he was in her bed, or he, you know, you don't want to be born. You want to be descriptive because you're in you're you're in the room with them. And imagine, you know, you don't want to say what he did actually, but you want to put in in the reader's image what you know what he was doing. It was really hard for me, and Marie doesn't even know that she. I, I don't know if she thought that it was easy for me, but it really wasn't. Like I, I really, oh. even when it was her turn because we took turns, I would be thinking about okay. You know wh- how can I do the the scenes? You know, it's, it's right. when you try something new, it's difficult, but it makes you a better you know a better writer to at least try. Even if you put you know like a, a just one kind of sci-fi scene, you know, where something you know like you maybe you you can build your way up to making an entire sci-fi book. Maybe you write one scene in a notebook and you know every once in a while you do one scene and it doesn't even have to be the same characters or anything but it will help you write that particular type of book okay i get it so basically practice makes perfect as they always say right uh, right thank right. you for that you know that's good because like i'm actually going to be off on sunday so that may be some exercise i can do you know yeah and that will help a lot, you know, it helps me a lot because, um, you know, my biggest thing that I say in all my interviews, and, and, you know, I always say, every time I talk to Marie about my writing, I'm telling her a different genre that I think I want to do next, even right. though I keep saying, you know, I'm not going to do any more, sis, I'm going to stop after we do this book, and then the next time I speak to her, I'm like, you know what, sis, and it'd be like, it could be like the same day. I'm like, you know what, sis, I think I'm going to do a Spanish book. You know what, I think I'm going to do a self-help book. You know what, I think I'm going to, you know, and even if I don't start the books right then, you know, I, I'm thinking about, because each genre has their um, formatting as far as the plot goes and, and the you know, how you want the details to be. And, you know, I don't really read a lot of books when I'm writing a book. So, you know, especially if you love Twilight, Twilight books. Girl, I had that um, New Moon book paperback, and it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's about as thick as, as an arm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's okay. thick. <laughs> and, you know, them 800 pages and stuff. So, you, you know, you want to be able to be descriptive. So just practicing and, and writing a scene here and there, you know, just even if you're just jotting, you could just be on your lunch break and jot down, you know, she stared into his icy blue eyes and blah, blah, blah. And then yeah. you could throw it away if you want to, you know, but it'll help you get your mind geared towards that type of book. 
because I've been dancing around a love, a love, um, a romance novel for years. I'm scared of it, but that's that's the kind that I really want to write. But I feel like I would want it to be perfect, like how you feel about your sci-fi series. So I'm writing every other kind, but I still do write love scenes, like romance scenes, and I just keep them to myself. You know, because, you know, when you put something out there, you want it, you know, as much as we like to say we're tough-skinned, we're sensitive as writers, and, you know, you want people to lead those good ratings. So, like, out of all your genres, which one has been the most successful for you? Well, crazy thing is... um, the street fiction, which was my number one, went um, my my first one. It went number one. It went number oh, one. But my favorite one so far. Um, now I'm kind of I'm kind of leaning towards the new book we wrote as being my favorite. But up until now, my favorite was um, my erotica book, which was uh-huh. High Heels and Homicide. And I'm getting a lot of press with that right now. Like. A lot of um, authors are reading it and loving it, and you know they're doing they're doing blast posts and they're doing um, you know reviews and such. And um, I have been saying that you know this is my favorite long before anybody else was you know was liking it, and it makes me so happy to see people, you know, like yeah, this is a good book. I'm like I knew it, I, you know, but when, when you don't have the right marketing, you don't really know because that book came out last February. And it's just now getting good press. Oh, yeah. Oh, so it came out February 2016. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, that's good. That means that there's always hope for your book to blow up then. <laughs> that's good. Oh, of course. Of course. I mean, when you think about it, even Zane, there were, look at how many books Zane had out already when we all started reading her books. So right. there were books, because even, you know, back then, you couldn't pop out these books three months. Each book took, what, yeah. a year, sis, Marie? Wow. Each book took, yeah. you know, like the process, it was like a year to have your book ready, especially under a real publisher like Zane, you know, is. Right, yeah. It, the process is long. So if she had out, what, ten books, that means over ten years she was putting out, you know, working on one book because, you know, they'll, you'll write a book and think you're done, and they send it back to you, and you got to do this and do that and send it back to them again and wait for them to approve or disapprove or you know, it's a process. And, you know, when you first come out as a first-time author, you have all of these other well-established authors and books, and especially in your particular genre, you know, like you're in the shadow of them. So now you have to stand up to, okay, but you say you're going to write street fiction. First thing people think is be more careful or coldest winter ever. Now are you going to write that kind of book? And then if you say that you are, now you, your book has to stand up against those other books. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to, you you have to give yourself time to to build your name. So you know, I I don't want you to get discouraged. And I want to tell all the you know anybody that's listening as a, as a new author, I don't want you to get discouraged because, you know, um, with anything, with anything, with any business, you know, Marie has several small businesses. And in the beginning, you you know, you get a client here or there, right? Since you get a client here or there, you're not going to yeah. be popping right off the bat. I mean, we all love yeah, to just time. step out and just be, you know, everywhere. Right. But, yeah. you know, as you build those, those people, as you build those connections, and, you know, you take the risk to put yourself out there, 
somebody that is that that's gonna be popping is gonna hear you, and that's why you gotta continue to put yourself out there. You know, um, I just did a show last week that got me like six sales just being on her show. Just being on her show, I got six sales, and then they were authors, so now they're doing blast posts about the book because how much she said she loved the book. So you never really know. Um, and, you know, right now there's, there's still some people that haven't read Addicted, and we're like, oh, my God, you didn't read that. But, there, you know, it, it takes time for people to know who you are. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like, don't be discouraged because – and and – that's another reason to write more than one genre because, you know, there's a, there's a million street fiction, urban fiction books, you know, and don't think that urban fiction is only street fiction either because, you know, any, any book with black characters are considered urban. But, yeah. you know, you can write all across the board and then you'll have someone, you know, just like you love Twilight. Girl, get us some black vampires like um that what was that movie Aaliyah was in? Get us some some beautiful black vampire goddesses, you know, to read about in love or hate really, because you know we don't mind villains, but right, you know, like like don't be afraid to be different. Don't be afraid to you know you don't want to write what's popular because there's 187 thug love books right now, and me and Marie say that all the time, right, sis. <laughs> and she get, she's the editor, so she gets tired of hearing about Antoine and his side chick and his connect and his baby mama. Like she she she's like, I'm done, sis. I don't want to read I'm this anymore. <laughs> and you know, you could be saying, you know, my book is different and be absolutely right, but when you you know. You want to, you want your plot to be so different. Like, if you were to come out right now and say, okay, at the beginning of August, I'm releasing a sci-fi all-black characters. That's new. And oh, you'll like, you don't want, you don't want to be scared to be the only one to to step out and do this because, again, that's where you get your name. Because think about, remember, what was that book then came out and it was all short erotica stories. Um, okay. Right, and then she did the um, caramel flavor or something like that. And the chocolate flavor. Right, so, you know, you remember at that time, it wasn't really books out there like that where it's just a whole bunch of erotica short stories, and you're like, oh, my God. You know, um, we was we was going in there and spending fifteen twenty dollars to get these books. Yeah, right. I remember that back in those days, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you got to, all you really got to do is, you know, be you, because that's probably what you're supposed to be writing anyway. You know, there's some black sci-fi authors, and I read one One girl just hand me a book. Her name is, the author's name is Danielle something, and she writes sci-fi. And I loved this book. I loved it. And she's, a, you know, she's 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 been doing sci-fi for a while, for a while, and I had never heard of her before. And when I told the girl I never heard of her, she said, here, take this book. And I loved it. I loved it. I was sad I had to give it back to her when I saw her the next, the next day. I was like, no, I just, I can't hold it for a little more. Like, I'm going to read it again. She's like, oh, I need this. You know, so you don't want to, I know, you know, street fiction is probably, you know, easy for us to write because we all can relate to it. But to step out of your element just for a little bit, that might be where you are, where you're supposed to be. You know, as much as you love right. Twilight, 
you might have, you know, because Harry Potter was was books long before it was movies. Yeah, absolutely. So you never know. You know, we had she decided just to only, you know, write write as books and not move forward. We might have not had no little witch boy to take our kids to go see. <laughs> but I have this whole thing where I'm the type of person I have to read the books before I watch the movie. So then my daughter, like for some reason, like because I have all the Twilight movies, like she started watching. And I'm like, well, now you got to read all the books. So she's like nine years old, and I'm making her read like 500 page books, and her dad was getting so mad. He's like, why is she reading these books? She doesn't even like see every single other word. She's like, hey, what's this word? I'm like, well, you got to read all the books because now you've watched the movie. <laughs> That's how much I love Twilight. But you know what, too, though? Um, my son is a Harry Potter fan, and he's not even 12 yet. And he will sit, and he has read all of her books, including the new one. And I'm looking at the book. These are textbook-sized books, 800 pages and 500, and he's loving it. He's read some of them multiple times. You know what I'm saying? And him and my, my brother bonded over that because my brother's like, he's reading this? I said, yeah. I mean, he said he wanted it. And, you know, it's not a bad thing because... Not only are you building her vocabulary, but, you know, she's learning to love reading. And the movies do not do some of the books justice. There's so many details left out that when I saw um, Fifty Shades of Grey, I was disappointed in Christian. I was disappointed. I was like, okay, so, you know, this little girl, that she told him she wanted to be in, and then he gave her six little hits, and she'd take off running, she ready to go. And I'm like, this is, this, please, this cannot be it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, no, but wait. We didn't even do anything fun yet, and she about ready to go crying on the elevator and jump. <laughs> you know, and then even with Addicted, I'm like, but wait, you know, like they told some of the story, but it was like it does, it didn't really do it justice. You know, and that's what I was telling my daughter. I was like, I'm teaching her like you have to read the book first, and it's doing so she got straight A's. So I'm excited because she like I'm making her read and stuff like that, and she has straight A's. I just found out, so I'm excited. But it's like, right because her, she's learning, she's love, like she's learning to love learning. Exactly, yeah, because the movies, sometimes the movies don't do the books justice at all. Like, um, yeah, like there's a lot of movies that, you know, I watch and I'm like, oh, they cut out so much detail, so I'd probably just read the book again, you know? Right. And then you want to write the author, like, why did you let them do this to your work? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, right. um... Okay, I was going to ask you what message do you want to put out, but we talked about, you know, with the, the self-esteem. So if you if if you would say you had a message, would it be just to love yourself, or what would your message be? It would definitely be to love yourself and to don't, just don't doubt yourself and don't have self-hatred in yourself. You know, no matter, if, you know, what you're going through or what other people think of you, you have to think highly of yourself first because at the end of the day, like, you live with yourself, and it only matters what you think of yourself. Very true, very true. And a lot of times, you know, these people telling us the the stuff that people around you are telling you are not true anyway. You know, we they all have their own reasons for telling you things about yourself, especially you know in these, um, you know, um, mentally and emotionally abusive relationships. This man is telling you something to keep you where he wants you to be. So you you know you just might be fine, and he's telling you you ain't cute because he don't want you to go anywhere. And then you start believing him, you know. You knew you was cute before you got with him, and then you get with him, and now you, 
you forgot, you know. Maybe I'm not really pretty. And then you just stay with him and you just deal with him all the time. And you don't think anybody else will want you. So that's how you end up staying in a verbally or a physically abusive relationship for, like, years on end. But before you know it, you're wasting your life, you know. Right. Right. Okay, so you have, do you have any events? I know um, you and I talked briefly about you have an upcoming event. I do. So I'll be, July 1st, I'll be in Vegas at the Savvy Studio. Basically, it's a big writer, it's like a big writer's convention. And um, I'm hooking up with Adman. His name is Adman Glaser, and um, it's with social media, urban social media. Um, so Urban Media Legends, and me and him, you know, we're kind of, he's throwing this event, and it's basically going to be like book signings, and, you know, you can buy jewelry there, and of course it's Vegas, so we can be tough, and it's going to be just a really great experience. And what's and the so date? The date is July 1st, and we'll be at the Savvy Studio from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m., so I want to, like, tell anybody, if anybody's going to be at Vegas, you know, um, you know, they can inbox me for if they want a table. Uh, that I can give them the information because the tables are going to be at $75 each. But you can set it up. This is a great way for authors to, you know, kind of make a name for themselves that way and kind of network. Right. Uh, so they can, you know, set up and, you know, have whatever they're going to have. They can have their banner up. It's going to be, you know, a really good time and hopefully a good time to kind of network with each other too. Right. And, and, and you know, I, I want to congratulate you on setting that up because this will, you know, get get yourself out there. I know, you know, especially indie authors, a lot of them, you know, in their first year, they don't really do, you know, they don't really do a lot of events because, you know, they, 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 they're afraid to make the different connections or they just don't have the network needed to do something as big as this. And I want to congratulate you on, on booking that and wish you success. And I just might hit you up, girl, and see if I can go to Vegas and try to get Marie to come out there since we yes, got this book we're supposed to be promoting. That's what I'm saying. Let's get started and sell some books. You know, that would be awesome. Right. Right, and and maybe we could win some money out in the slots before the before the um <laughs> before oh, the yeah. um the, the event. Right, like you know, it's funny when I'm a gambler because I'm not even a gambler like that. I'm so scared of losing money, but I was like, I gambled like you know before I had beginner's luck, but now it's like I'll put a nickel in, and if two nickels come out, I'll cash out because I'm scared. I'm like, oh, I'm not gambling <laughs> like that. <laughs> right. Well, I have I you know I actually don't have a. A, a major gambling thing, but I will set a limit, and if I lose this much, then I'm done. And then you know I don't feel bad yeah. because that that's what that was okay to begin with. But you know it it does give you you know it, it livens you up a little bit to even win a little bit, even if you win, you know you put in a nickel and you win five dollars, you like oh you know what I'm saying. I, I just I love the free drinks because you know when you sit down at Vegas you can like drink all night while you like you you know at the slot machine they give you some free drinks so that's cool. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to get you drunk so you'll be uh, more likely to spend your money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, they were all drunk, so I didn't know what I was doing. That's that's <laughs> <laughs> That's what that is. You could drink all night on us because as long as you're sitting here drinking, you're gonna put another coin in this machine. That's what that is. <laughs> that's exactly well, I'm excited for you for that. So, okay, tell us again when when your um, book comes out, the next one. The next one is August 21st. Okay. And what's the title? 
Confessions of a call center vixen. Confessions. That sounds good too, girl. So if y'all, if you guys out there are trying to get into some confessions, y'all remember the last confession book, the video vixen. Y'all know that had all of the tea in it, so we might want to go out there and get this one. But um, okay, so. Do you have um, a website and, and you know, um, author page and all that going? Yes, I do have a website. So my website is actually queenofesteem.weebly.com. That's my website. And then my author page, you can follow me on Facebook, and it's Nisha the Author. Okay. Okay. And where are you on? Um, where can we get your books? So my books right now are on Amazon.com, BarnesandNobles.com, Goodreads.com, and I also um, I'm selling my books in Indianapolis as well. If you're in Indianapolis, it's called Malia Salon's Books. The owner, um, his name is Antoine Floyd. He's like an awesome man. So you know he's let me uh, sell some books out of there too. So if you're in Indianapolis, go ahead and stop by his bookstore. All right, you 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 saying you you don't have a name for yourself, but your books are a couple of good places. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm really like trying, you know, and plus along the way though, like people have been really nice enough to, to help me. Like, you know, my friend Atman and I have my friend Susie, like like along the way people have been really like helping me. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. And you know, when when your book comes out, don't hesitate to come back and we'll help you promote this one as well. Oh, that'd be great. Hey, you guys are awesome. I but do you feel this virtual host that I'm giving you? Say that again. The virtual hug, yes, girl. It's, right, you know, absolutely. I always feel the feel the love, and and Marie, we try to spread right. the love, right, sis. Try to make sure you right. feel welcome on the show, and and believe me, if you write, you know, confessions, that sounds like is is right down me and Marie's alley, and you know, we will promote it for you, and we, you know, um. If if we read the book and we love it, we have no problem sharing it. But we even if we don't love it, we have no problem supporting you as an entrepreneur and an author, and having you back on the show. Oh, thank you so much. And you know what? I just I told you honest opinion, so I completely you know respect honest opinion. <laughs> of course, so of course. Well, we love you as as a black, strong, independent. In the author, because we we definitely support entrepreneurship. Thank you. Well, I love you guys too. I really appreciate you guys letting me be on the show and stuff like that. You know, it's people like you that help us, you know, and get our names out there and stuff like that. So I appreciate you giving me a chance. Well, thank you for coming in. Did you have any questions, sis? Uh, no, that's all the pertinent questions. Okay. Well, thank you for coming, Nisha. Um, we act, we will get um, the recording, the playback to you, so you, we can promote that as well. And um, okay. anybody that's listening, y'all look for Nisha's upcoming book and buy her first one. Um, I wish you all the best luck, Nisha. And you'll definitely hear from me again. I'll definitely be in your inbox. I might come to your event. I need to do more promoting. Yay. Okay, yeah, hit me up. Okay, so um, you guys can follow us at the Miss Reason Show on every social network. Miss Reason is everywhere. Um, you can follow Marie um, on at Marie Jordan on Facebook and 
soon, Jordan K., her author page, right? Right. I didn't think about <laughs> um, that, right? <laughs> <laughs> and um, my author page, author Just J. Warner, or my publisher page, Just J. Warner Presents, or my personal page, just Jay Warner. Um, I am on Instagram at Just Jay the Author. I'm on Twitter at Just JW. And, um, you know, Marie offers editing services. And, you know, we offer other literary services. So definitely contact us for any questions or if you want to be on the show. Or, um, you know, if you just you just like our vibe and want to talk to us. Um, as long as you don't do anything crazy like ask us on a date, we definitely respond. <laughs> okay, cool. Right. <laughs> Have a good night, ladies. Thank you so much, you guys, you beautiful ladies. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much for You're coming. Welcome. You're welcome. Have a good night, you guys. You too.